For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And this week, the USA Freedom Act was passed by the House. Not, uh, not yet the Senate, but the White House urges the Senate to pass it. And what it does is, yay, it ends metadata collection at the government level. That's terrific, right? That's awesome. That's what we wanted. We want the government to stop just dragnetting all of our information about everybody we call, who we talk to, how often. That's super terrific. <laughs> Unfortunately, what it does is it pushes that function down to private telephone companies. And in that case, the government doesn't have to get a warrant. And the companies don't have to fight warrants that are obviously unconstitutional. And then if the government does decide to go after somebody, they have five years worth of or however long worth of data that they can uh, just mine through and pick stuff out. And the problem with that is it's actually anticipated uh, from the government uh, as as early as the founders in the Constitution and the Fourth Amendment and even in the 1974 Privacy Act. The problem with that stuff is that you can uh, you can kind of set people up that way. You aren't just using your power as the government to find to find suspects for a crime and try to see if you can get evidence of that crime. You can go back and sweep up everything, figure out what you might be able to nab the person at or look through that data and see, ah, oh, this could we could really get them there and then use that against them for political purposes, blackmail them or uh, slander them or actually put them in jail. I There are definitely cases. There was one case when Quest Communications was not, uh, did not cooperate with the warrantless wiretaps under the Bush administration. The other telecom companies did. This company didn't. Well, Shortly thereafter, the CEO of that company was brought up on insider trading charges and jailed for four years. He claimed that it was a witch hunt, that the government was after him in retaliation for not cooperating with what he thought was illegal and was illegal. And he was not allowed to bring up evidence of this witch hunt that he claimed in his defense because the government claimed national security and that he couldn't bring that information up. His name is... um, Nacho, N-A-C-C-H-I-O. There was a big article about him in the Wall Street Journal when he got out of jail. But that's the kind of witch hunt I'm talking about. That's why you don't want them to have everything that they could possibly get you on, especially since a lot of laws are not 
uh, immoral laws. Like you could say, well, if you're breaking the law, I don't care if we go back and find that out later. But a lot of the laws, they have no right to make those laws. A lot of laws are based on privileges or uh, illegal stuff like this. So what you want to do is make sure that they have uh, a real crime they're investigating and then they can target you. They can't target you for something else and then go back and troll through everything you ever came up with. That's why this disturbs me. But maybe it doesn't disturb you. Maybe you're not worried about the Constitution being pushed, pulled down brick by brick, the Bill of Rights being destroyed amendment by amendment. If you think... Uh, you know, tell me why you think it matters or doesn't matter. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Uh, I'm going to Mike. Hi, Mike. You're on with Monica. Um, my, my point is uh, pretty much every amendment we have all stands on the second. If the second doesn't exist, we have none. And if you look at what's happened over the past few years, I mean, you go to your pediatrician, there's questions on the forums that say, does this child live in a gun-free home? Or, they, you know, guns are demonized in every way, shape, or form in this country. When it was our country was built with firearms. And if the forefathers had faults, then I think their short-sightedness was their biggest one. Because they didn't see that the American people 200 and some odd years later would be as stupid as we are. Because... What could they have done? Well, I mean... You, you heard Barack Obama say it before, how I'm not going to take your hunting rifle, I'm not going to take your shotgun. They didn't think that anybody needed to state the fact that you could sport shoot or you could hunt or anything like that. Because people forget these people were rebels. Yeah, I go, they look, believed. listen, Mike, I go down that road sometimes, like if only they had written it better or whatever. I read at the beginning of the last segment, the Fourth Amendment. It is mm-hmm. crystal clear. There Absolutely. is no way that is not what they meant. And it is crystal clear, yet we act like words have different meanings now. Oh, uh, and it's, it's, it, that's exactly what it's come to. In and that's, but that's why you're right. The thing that will really talk is that you have the weapons, which is why when people say, yeah, but do you really need an anti-tank gun? It's like, I think that's all you need. Because I'm not worried about someone breaking into my house. I'm worried about the fight that's going to happen if it comes down to that. But when you look at when I've I've seen I saw this video of Katrina, Hurricane Katrina, and a bunch of guys are standing around because that's you know New Orleans. There are plenty of old timey American value people down there who value their gun rights. And and I, you might have seen this clip where these two guys look at each other and say, "Hey, man, we just got our guns taken away." Because there was uh, an excuse. Now, obviously, Katrina was a real event, but they could make stuff up just to give them an opportunity to take your guns. And would you would you really fight? And you know that's the question that we have to ask our military members. I've served 11 years in the United States Army, uh, combat vet, special operations, and we have to ask those questions. You nailed it, Mike. Let me throw this at you. Pause for a sec. This is when I look at this, what I consider to be the government and the media joining forces to drive a wedge between the people and uh, law enforcement, military, whatever. When when I see all this, both sides of uh, they, they only choose topics where there are two sides of the story, where the criminal is the victim and the cop is the perpetrator, whatever, so that we all feel this antagonism. And ultimately, the cops will look at us and to the extent that extends to the military and not think of us all on the same side. That's I actually smell a rat because that organization, the Oath Keepers, which says you'll 
defend your oath to the Constitution. You won't fire on the people if they're fighting for their rights. It doesn't really work if the if the law enforcement or the military doesn't have a sense of American righteousness coming from the people. And they're not taught that anymore. They're not taught that there ever was a posse comitatus. Um, Which is, Mike, people it. don't know what that is. What's no. posse comitatus? You tell us. Uh, what is it? Posse comitatus was 17 or 1876 or 1878, I believe, uh, where uh, the northern troops were actually sent to like squash uh, uprisings uh, during the Reconstruction and it came up with the law, Posse Comitatus Act of, I think, 1878, uh, to where you could not house federal troops. They didn't have yeah, so, powers. So the army isn't supposed to be used against the people, but now yeah. we have the militarization of the police. We have Obama, uh, Al Sharpton saying it, but Obama implying that a nationalization or a federalization of the police or a de facto centralization of the police is in order. Obama had talked about we need a civilian yep. defense force. That was crazy. Just this thing where the loyalty is to the government institution not to the Bill of Rights, the foundation, the the uh, principles that do bind us, and that that the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, represent. And, and also, when you look, you were talking about the Fourth Amendment, and I totally agree with you on, on that. When you look at the Fourth Amendment now, they don't even, they don't need laws, they don't need anything because I, I said this on your Facebook page the other day. Samsung actually admitted and admits in their manuals for their smart TVs for their smart TVs, that they actually do record you, your voices. When it's turned off, your webcams, uh, technology made by MIT. Uh, I mean, we have these things. What do you do with your smartphone all the time to touch screen? You put your thumb on it and move stuff around. Do you think that metadata from your fingerprint, the biometric data, is not going into a database somewhere? That's why I actually don't get all worked up about these laws and if they pass or not, because they don't abide by them, and then they lie about them. Exactly. Alexander, yeah, Alexander and uh, and Clapper, the big intelligence guys, uh, broke the rules, lied about him. There's a hidden audio, like it was caught on a hot mic. Alexander thanking another guy for lying for him. It was insane in Congress, and the, and these people aren't in jail. You know, it's kind of crazy. Um, uh, hang on, David. I'm going to get to you right after the break. We're going to talk about their attack, not only on those rights, but on the very fundamental how we eat, our ability to own land. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. 84 degrees and partly cloudy right now, but there are scattered showers and storms in the area. So stay tuned to WSB for weekend weather brought to you by Shoemate, the official air conditioning of summer. I'm going to take a uh, quick call. I am going to Linda. Hi, Linda. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. I am so happy to know that I'm not alone down here in this rabbit hole. I'm Good. My, Me uh, too. Thanks for calling. I'm in my early uh, 70s, and I've been uh, worried about the things that you're talking about, and it's so refreshing to hear you bringing them up, and I'm happy that WSB is brave enough to, to put people like you and Eric Erickson on the radio so we can learn stuff that nobody else will tell us about. Awesome. Thanks, well, Linda. Was, so what you got it, now? 
What's going There's on? Two questions I have that I uh, yesterday uh, Eric was not on the radio, but the man who was filling in for him was talking about some uh, naval maneuvers that the United States is about to get involved in with China out in Pacific, and nowhere in the news are they talking about that. But the other thing I wanted to ask you about, if you know anything about it, is, you know, our country is supposedly in debt for over $17 trillion. And if you ever go out and get a loan for anything, they usually require collateral. And I've been wondering for a long time, who, what collateral has our government pledged to the people that we borrow this money from? And how do we find out what that collateral is? Well, the collateral is the full faith and credit of the U.S. government. The collateral is our future labor. The collateral is their ability to tax us. And I personally have a moral problem with government debt at all because it it is enslaving future generations who have not voted to support this debt. So it's taxation without representation. And that's all it is. It's the fact that they have jails if you don't pay your taxes. So it's kind of a future slave promise, which is a good question. Um, and it, and it um, is going to take me to my next call, David. Uh, hi, David. You're on with Monica. Monica, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. Can I pay you a quick compliment? Sure. Um, I, uh, I'm a talk show junkie. Uh, if I'm in the vehicle, I'm listening to usually WSB. And I, I forget that you're on the weekend. Usually the programming is not the most compelling. And uh, so I'm, I'm driving and I, I'm flicking channels and it's like, oh, it's Monica. So I, I'm, I'm glad you're on. And awesome. Uh, like when you open the freezer and you see your favorite flavor of ice yeah. cream. You're like, yes. <laughs> Wow, that's super great. That's just what I wanted to hear. Thank you, David. And you're touching on a subject I'm interested in, so give it to me in a nutshell. Okay. Uh, I'd like you to do some show prep for next week, and I I want you to do a couple things. Uh, Look into the process. I'm a history buff. Look into the process of how Hitler came into power and what transformed and what Germany was like prior to and, and what it was like, actually, I mean, we talk about the war, and we talk about Hitler and the atrocities and all that. We rarely talk about what happened to the German people. The police state, the surveillance, the taking of private property. I mean, you just go on and on and on down the line. It, the, the similarities are unbelievable. It was, this is what it was, and I have read quotes of, like, Churchill and other guys ad, before the stuff hit the fan, admiring how their method of the fascist totalitarianism was so effective in accomplishing state goals, as opposed to the uh, wishy-washy socialism in England and the communism in Russia. I mean, people admired using the power of government to plan and get people in line to go along with it. It was it was it, Mussolini started it. So, but I'm yeah, going to give absolutely. you give me another. Uh, I, unfortunately, this is a very short segment. Well, that, that's fine. Uh, um, yeah, the USDA. Yes. Look into the USDA. Look into how they were founded, what their goals were, what they have become and what they're doing now i mean this is not some ambivalent little aspect of the government they are very aggressive and somebody uh, earlier made a comment about the people who live off grid that they're they are absolutely going after the land david Uh, have you ever heard of un habitat one oh yeah unfortunately all right after the break i'm going to tell the people that what that if what you're saying about the usda is true 
perhaps it's our way of implementing the truly terrifying uh, UN Habitat One. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. I am your libertarian voice on WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And this week, uh, the USA Freedom Act was passed by the House, not yet by the Senate, but it pushes down metadata collection, like the details about your phone calls. Uh, Out of government, um, uh, it's the government program stops and the private companies take it over. So in my opinion, that means like no oversight because there's no warrants necessary. Uh, The private companies don't have to fight it. But on the other hand, I'm not sure I really care, given about what the law says, given that these guys break the law and then lie about it and they get cover because it's called national security or whatever, even though some of the stuff they lie about is that it's totally ineffective as far as national security is concerned. What it's really doing is uh, creating the total surveillance state. So that's what the conversation has been about. And of course, that brings in uh, constitutional issues and, and our rights generally and what's the role of the government and what our uh, recourse is. Is it OK? I mean, do you think that government is the primary uh, entity of society? Do you think society is the primary thing that we should worry about or uh, are individual rights still important? I want to read a couple of quotes for you. Not in a row. I'll read one and then I'm going to talk to Ron. Um, but I had just gotten off the phone. My last call before the break was with David, and he said the USDA was created really, uh, I think he was saying as a land grab. I don't know what the details are. He asked me to do some homework. Maybe, David, you can send me some links because I will read them. I'm not great. I'm not efficient at research, but I can read. But it reminded me of something I had read Uh, I read, it was a quote, I I was just trying to pull up the original document. I like to use original documents, but I'm going to have to give you this quote I found somewhere else. But it's, I think it is in, I think I was finding it in the original document of the United Nations Habitat One, which is about what's called human settlements, (laughs) you know, people living on Earth. And this is the crazy quote. Uh, Land cannot be treated as an ordinary asset controlled by individuals and subject to the pressures and inefficiencies of the market. Private land ownership is also a principal instrument of accumulation and concentration of wealth and therefore contributes to social injustice. If unchecked, it may become a major obstacle in the planning and implementation of development schemes. If unchecked, private ownership of land. The provision of decent dwellings and healthy conditions for the people can only be achieved if land is used in the interests of society as a whole. Public control of land is therefore indispensable. And I was just saying, I hadn't thought about it, about this quote before David called, but earlier I was saying how uh, being this, this what I'm going to call the technotronic era, and that'll, that phrase will come up in, in a few minutes, but in this technotronic era, we cannot really be economically viable without using these tools. I mean, I saw the Apple Watch and it reminded me of, I think, a caller Mike earlier posted on my Facebook page, we're lining up to strap on the 24-7 surveillance device. I, I, I the, This stuff 
is the surveillance device, but we're also dependent on it. And I realize that as we get uh, away from the ability to sustain ourselves, we really are um, really can't have our liberty. And then people want to step off the grid, but it does get harder and harder. I'm going to go to Ron in Kennesaw. Hi, Ron. You're on with Monica. How you doing, Ron? Are you with me? A little bit on what you said. We're talking sorry, about. you got to start over. I only just heard you. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, honey. Yeah. Um, when you were talking about the Bill of Rights and the and the Constitution, um, I don't think many people under the age of 45 or 50 even really know what it is. Uh, it's not taught in our schools anymore. Our government schools are turning out good little socialist robots. Uh, when I graduated in 1973, you had to have a semester of American government to graduate. Um, it's it's just sad they're not. Nobody knows what branch. Ron, of I so are. I get, did a show. Uh, it was a while ago, like a year and a half ago, when Common Core first hit the airwaves as news. I did a show. I wanted to look into Common Core. It was very hard for me to understand it because it's supposed to be all process and no content. Like Common Core is a hard thing to wrap your mind around as a like a regular thinking person. Only bureaucrats could come up with this. But I so I wanted to see if there was any actual content in the Common Core, and so I went to my favorite subject, the Constitution. So I went to a Common Core website, I typed in the Constitution. What came up, really, honest to goodness, for kids, I don't even want to say it on the air because it embarrasses me, but it was there for kids. The question was this. The main question was, because uh, it was the First Amendment, uh, it was First Amendment, it was that, that was the first thing that popped up. It said, uh, it had a picture of a bumper sticker that said, I heart boobies. And it said, is that freedom of speech? So that was how they introduced the chapter on the Constitution. So the Common Core is basically supposed to have no content whatsoever. But what it does is it inserts this ridiculous stuff. Like even last week, we were talking about the Muhammad drawing contest. And is that this chick's freedom of speech, whatever. But in reality, the number one point of freedom of speech is to fight the government it's not to see how far we can go and people don't grasp that that's very that's very very true and you know one of the other problems we're looking at too is that they're going to do a major grab for our guns uh, the government sees 1770s looking them in the face again and i spoke to very many military people and everyone i've talked to said they would not fire on their own people thank god you don't think that they can set something up like a setup? Don't you see how these civil unrest things are unfolding? People are being manipulated. Circumstances like the Bundy Ranch thing, they take something that's weird and they rile people up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like if they, they meaning the power elite, want to control how the unrest would unfold, they could make it so screwy that it would basically trick the military into thinking you got to put this riot down these people are crazy yeah well the government's been driving a wedge between the people of this country for the last six six to seven years uh there's no reason for all this civil unrest and, and fighting back and forth uh, it's yeah. all controlled by the media and the government i do think that once you have a certain level of prosperity 
uh, a certain standard of living, which technology today could support, even if you have this awful socialist government, this totally inefficient redistribution of wealth, we still now produce enough for people to eat. And at that point, uh, people calm down. And if you have your guns, there isn't that much crime. And then you start not needing government anymore. And I feel like at this point, I feel like we have reached the point where the powers that be promote. So you've got the Rahm Emanuel doctrine, never let a good crisis go to waste. I feel like now they promote crises in order to keep this feeling of insecurity, whether it's fiscal insecurity or physical insecurity, keep it alive so that uh, we feel oh, we can't rise up against the government, then people, you know, all these nut jobs at the Bundy Ranch or in Baltimore are going <gasps> to go crazy. They, they promote that stuff. A lot of people are us. getting scared. You go into some of these sporting goods places and they're arming themselves to the teeth. I, I actually think that's a good thing. I mean, I feel, I, I almost wonder if they like to take, want to take our guns away just so that there'll be enough crime to justify their existence. I mean, I'm, I'm an anarcho-capitalist. I actually think the coercive monopoly state is more of a danger to us than any kind of, um, you know, private threat that we could organize privately and actually diminish because, because the coercive monopoly government's uh, motive is to protect itself and and to promote itself, and the only way it has a reason to exist is if we feel in danger, and that's just a conflict of interest that I think is playing out that you can see that is putting us in danger. That is my feeling. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Well, God bless you, Monica. Uh, thank God you, God Ron. Bless this country. Thank you. I I agree with you. I'm going to read my quote since we are talking about electronic stuff. People, when I I opened this earlier by saying so that I had read in, I think, conservative, a couple of conservative magazines of national standing that the founders did not anticipate our current situation. And so things are a little out of hand and these rights are just a little too black and white. And that's why we need all this kind of surveillance. Well, speaking of... Brzezinski, who was Jimmy Carter's national security advisor. So in like 1980, he was the head of the NSA. Well, he was the national security advisor. He was not the head of the NSA. He is an insider of the highest uh, proportions, in my opinion. He is the quintessential insider. He wrote a book in 1970 called Between Two Ages, America's Role in the Technotronic Era. And this quote I read to you is going to demonstrate that they had this plan of this surveillance state long before this idea of terrorism, of uh, anything that's in the news today. With this, this way predates it. Here's the quote. The technotronic era involves the gradual appearance of a more controlled society. Such a society would be dominated by an elite unrestrained by traditional values. You know, that's the truth. Soon it will be possible to assert almost continuous surveillance over every citizen and maintain up-to-date complete files containing even the most personal information about the citizen. These files will be subject to instantaneous retrieval by the authorities. 1970. 1970. So he's not a genius. He's not seeing the future. Why would he write that? 
because he knew it. How did he know it? Because that's the plan. A friend of mine interviewed with the NSA coming out of college. She did not take the job, but she told me at the time they told her they were 10 years ahead of the technology that the regular public knows about. So in 1970, if they were 10 years ahead, 1980, they knew what was coming. Didn't the Internet start at the Department of Defense? So they see this stuff coming. They make excuses for it. They allow bad things to happen. They don't fully protect us because they need us to feel a feeling of panic, a feeling of insecurity that gets us to give us our rights. That's my overarching view. And all this other stuff to me, uh, while it actually does get people hurt, is, is so much noise that's meant to uh, make sure we get them what they want at uh, the expense of our rights. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Chance of rain with scattered showers and storms in the metro Atlanta area. Stay tuned to WSB or check WSBRadio.com for weekend weather updates. Brought to you by Shoemate, the official air conditioning of summer. And we've been talking about this uh, USA Freedom Act came down this week. It was passed by the House, not by uh, the Senate yet, although the White House wants them to pass it. And the what's at issue is this massive surveillance program that... That the Wall Street Journal, the every mainstream media outlet says Edward Snowden revealed this metadata collection thing. I just posted on my Facebook page yesterday a USA Today article from 2006, which which fully revealed that program. And as the Snowden revelations were coming out one after another, I was pointing out how I had heard these things before. Bill Binney was a great whistleblower, still active kind of telling us how things are. He doesn't work at the NSA anymore, but he did for decades, much longer than Edward Snowden. I just smelled a rat with Snowden. But the the reality is we exactly what I thought would happen happened, which is we are completely used to this idea, in my opinion. We accept the total surveillance state as inevitable because we're not fighting it. It's not even in the news that the USA Patriot Act is supposed to expire at the end of this month. And we're not hearing about it. These guys are going to go on Memorial Day break. What are they going to do? They're going to just extend it a little bit, brush it under the rug. Rand Paul and Ron Wyden did say that they would filibuster this thing if it went through unchanged. But what exactly does that mean? How would these guys, especially Rand Paul, who wants to run for president as a Republican, I think it really would be impossible for him to actually stop it anyway, to stop the USA Patriot Act or to stop really this program. So I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe this USA Freedom Act will. uh, At one point, they said they weren't even going to have a vote on it in the House. But once the White House asked them to pass it, I assume that they're going to actually have a vote. Maybe that's going to be their back door. Oh, we changed it to the USA Freedom Act. Now everything's fine. But it's not fine because the private companies are going to do it and it's going to have, I think it's going to get even bigger. But I want to know what you think. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Tell me if you have had a personal experience with the surveillance state or if you can help me figure out how to beat it. This is Monica Perrin. 
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.